Amen and amen. I'm going to go to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 28 through 29. I apologize because they're probably not going to have the scriptures with everything completely getting changed up on them today. Hebrews 12, 28 through 29 says, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Let me say that one more time. Our God, that's personal, our God is a consuming fire. He consumes all things. He encompasses all things. He overtakes all things. But he's looking for somebody today that's willing to let him consume your life. He's looking for somebody that's entered into this place. Maybe you've come carrying something. Maybe you've come carrying a burden. Maybe you've been trying to figure some things out on your own. But God wants to consume that in this place today in his continual consuming and his all-consuming fire. Scripture gives us a story of three Hebrew boys that weren't willing to bow to the king of the day. They refused when they were beckoned and, in fact, commanded to bow before their king that they lived in the land of at that time. Three Hebrew boys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego entered into a fiery furnace. They were first bound and thrown into this fiery furnace that was so hot that there was no way that anyone not just could survive it, but that their body could even be intact. When they went into that fire, what happened? There was a fourth man in the fire. Why was there a fourth man in the fire? He was like unto the Son of God. Why was he in that fire? Because he is the all-consuming fire. Sometimes that all-consuming fire is protection. Sometimes that fire is to take something away. Sometimes that fire is to purge something out of us. But nonetheless, it's an all-consuming fire. See, if you pay attention to the story, while he maintained them, while he preserved them in the midst of the fire, what happened to what they were bound with? They didn't come out bound anymore. Their arms weren't bound with ropes. Their hands weren't bound with ropes anymore. So he allowed just enough heat to get to that which would hold them captive. To free them and then to preserve them. I'm talking about an all-consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4 and 24 puts it like this. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Because he loves us. What do we mean by jealous? What, in this particular context, what are we talking about? Jealousy. We're talking about embracing, pursuing, defending, full of zeal for. He'll do anything for you. Because he loves you that much. His all-consuming fire will embrace you, encompass you, protect you, keep you, love you, pull you in. When the rest of the fire of the world is so hot. When the world desires to consume you with other things. 
People say it all the time. The world seems to be on fire right now. Well, get in the all-consuming fire. You want to be kept by the Spirit of God? Get into His Spirit. Get into His presence. <laughs> Let Him wrap His arms around you and keep you just like He kept those three Hebrew boys. That all-consuming fire. That jealous fire. That warm embrace. That loving embrace. That preservance. That provision. That love. See, when we're talking about the word consume here in the Greek, this refers to, to burn up, to consume, or to utterly or completely destroy. That's what we're talking about when it came to the ropes that were on their wrists. That's what we're talking about in the situation that they found themselves in in this moment. Leviticus 9 and 24 says this, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Why? Because it happened again. Their sacrifice was acceptable unto God. Therefore, he consumed that sacrifice. You ever wonder in our life sometimes why we're not experiencing the presence of God? You ever wondered why we're not seeing him move and work in certain situations of our life? Maybe our sacrifice isn't acceptable. Maybe we're not giving everything we've got. Maybe we've not done it properly. Maybe we've not pulled some things out. Maybe we've not pushed some things aside. Maybe we've not overcome some things and we're still coming with those things. Is it acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord? Huh. Is it acceptable to the Lord? Is it worth consuming? Is it a sweet incense? Sweet savor to his nostrils? What kind of offering are you bringing when you come to the house of God? Are you bringing one at all? When's the last time you raised your hands and just got lost in the presence of God? <laughs> When's the time, last time you stood motionless, just weeping before the Lord? When's the last time you buried yourself in the altar? Said, God, I'm not moving till you bless me. I'm not moving till you change my situation. I'm not moving till you consume some things in my life that shouldn't be there. I want my offering to be acceptable. I want who I am, who I'll and all I'll ever be. To be acceptable in the sight of God. That's got to become our desire, church. People of God, that's got to be our focus. That's got to be the way that we live our lives. God, 
Is this next step I'm going to take acceptable to you? God, is this place I'm going to go, is this acceptable to you, God? Is this thing I'm going to participate in, is this acceptable to you, God? No, 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 don't take, don't take a back seat. Don't take the approach, God, can I get away with it? God, will I recover from it? God, can I come back? Can I bounce back from it, God? No, but God, is it acceptable? Is this something that's pleasing to you? Is this something that brings you praise and glory and honor and declares your glory in my life? That's the true aspect of an all-consuming fire. When it becomes our life, when it becomes who we are, when the anointing of the Holy Ghost can flow through you to be obedient in every aspect. Where he can speak to you, where he can lead you, where he can guide you. In order to be consumed, one has to give all their time, effort, availability of themselves to a particular thing or person. That's truly being consumed. That's truly being overtaken. Being consumed by the presence of the Almighty. We must be consumed. It has to be what we think about, has to be what we dream about, has to be what we wonder about. To be filled with awe and wonder for the Almighty. God desires this in each and every one of our lives. That we be consumed with the things of Him. That's why we pray in pre-service prayer. That's why we pray when we pray to God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But a lot of times I find myself making that more specific. Not just here as it is in heaven, but in this place, in this temple, in this sanctuary, in this house that is yours that we enter into. Let your kingdom come and your will be done right here. On the corner of Creasy and Union at Star City Church in the midst of all your people. That's an all-consuming fire. We have to live, move, breathe, and have our being. We have to be purposed to be consumed. We can't afford to lose focus right now. Pastor Robinson talked about that last, last week, and he covered it, I believe, a little bit on Wednesday night. We can't afford to get distracted. We can't afford to turn our eyes to the left or our eyes to the right. We can't afford to get consumed with the things that are going on all around us, even in our own country, in our own state, in our own community. We've got to be consumed by the things of God. We've got to love the things of God that much. It's difficult for us to be consumed by the things of God. That's why we can pick up our cell phone and we'll scroll Twitter, Facebook, Instagram immediately. But your Bible app is on the third page. If that's you, you're not consumed. Lord, have mercy. 
reading his word, fasting, praying. It's so simple. We're told over and over. We're beckoned, fasts are called. Don't wait for pastor to do that. Do it yourself. You want something to change? You want a mountain to be moved in your life? Fast. I know I've been through it the second and the third day. Everything smells like fried chicken. I get it. I understand. You drive by a place that's like, I never saw that there before. I'm hungry. <laughs> you can smell some random smell. And normally it would stink and it smells like food. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'll get back on track. <laughs> but that's the truth. We get so lost, even in the midst of doing things for the Lord, in the beginning of allowing him to consume our lives and the things in our lives, we get lost in other things. It pulls our attention. The bing on the phone. The noise from the TV in the other room. The cries of your children, like me, my crazy four. <laughs> Lord, have mercy on us, especially the two youngest. Milo and Elliot, y'all pray for us. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus' name. Sometimes we forget what it requires to be consumed. Requires a spirit of servanthood. That's not popular today. What's this first statement? What's in it for me? What if we ask the question, how can I serve you? How can I be a service? How can I help you? Sure, they might not ever be able to give you back anything. They may not be able to pay you. They may not be able to return the favor. But how many more lives could be consumed by the Spirit of God if we would serve or be consumed with the spirit of servanthood? I'm not criticizing. There's many here that do a fantastic job of doing that. But we can always do better. We can always go further. Go a little further. Stay a little longer. I know it's an inconvenience sometimes, but serve anyways. Car broken down on the side of the street. It's a single female that's trying to change the tire herself. Stop and help her change it. Somebody's broken down without gas because they can't afford it right now. <laughs> Go get them a, a gallon container of gas. <laughs> Serve. I know those are generic examples, but serve where you can serve. God's looking for a commitment to accomplish what he desires to accomplish. In order to do that, we've got to be consumed. We've got to find ourselves in a place of being consumed as a church with the things of God. How much more can I be there? Where can I serve? Where can I be activated? 
Where can I turn my focus away from the things of the world and serve others in the church and in my community? I realize we can't fix the world's problems. But we can start right here one person at a time. We can love on somebody no matter where they come from. No matter who they are, what they look like. We can love with the love of Jesus. Why? Because it's an all-consuming fire. He doesn't place anybody up here and anybody down here. They came at different times of the day, right? To be hired. The story goes. The first hour, the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and then the eleventh hour. But at the end of the day, when they went to collect their wage, what happened? They all got paid the very same. Doesn't matter when you're consumed, it only matters that you're consumed. That you're willing to serve, that you're willing to love, that you're willing to work. Oh, there goes that word. Many of us fear the all consuming fire. Why do we fear this all consuming fire? Because it reveals the secret things hidden in the darkness. The all-consuming fire reveals some things in us that we might not want anyone else to know. It reveals even the deepest, darkest depths of our life. But would you just understand with me just for a moment? When he does that, it's not to hurt you. When he does that, it's not to embarrass you. Or so that others can make fun of you or lie to you or any of that. Why does he do it? Just simply because he doesn't want it there. And when he takes something out, he puts something back. Oh, so beautiful. Something that looks completely different. We go back and that same struggle tries to rear its ugly head. Wait a minute, that's that's beautiful. It's not there anymore. I don't struggle there anymore. That struggle, that pain, that thing that stirred up the hurt from 25 years ago. Someone crossed me, somebody did me dirty. I don't even see it anymore. Because we've allowed him to consume those things. We've allowed him to purge them out. We've allowed him to move in our lives in such a way that he's able to truly make all things beautiful. I said it in the prayer room today. He'll give you beauty for ashes. Joy for mourning. But he'll give you praise for heaviness. Why is that? Because that's how his fire, his anointing is able to consume. The more we praise, the more we worship, 
that load and the heaviness, that burden and that struggle is consumed. It's melted away. It's taken away. It's lifted. Would you worship with me just for a moment? Lord, I pray that you'd give us praise for heaviness, God. Lord, I pray that you consume us today, God. Lord, in Jesus' name, with the lifting of our hands, God. Lord, let our sacrifice be acceptable, God. Lord, we know our sacrifice is ourselves, God. Lord, we might not think highly of ourselves, God, but you do. You say that we're worth it, God. Lord, you say we're valuable. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Just keep pressing today. Just keep pressing today. Hallelujah. Just keep reaching. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Take the burdens, God. Take the pain, God. Take the struggle, God. Lord, take the things that we've held back, Lord. Lord, consume them, God. Let them them become that acceptable sacrifice, Lord. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This kind of fire that we're consumed with is not for destruction. But it's for purifying. How long will he cause us to go through the fire? Till we see, or till he sees his own reflection in us. Talk to a silversmith. What do they do? They keep that deal hot until they can see their own reflection. That's what this walk with God is all about. Purifying. Purging. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable at times. But you know what? It can be. Because that praise for heaviness. You like it when that heaviness is lifted, don't you? You like it when that struggle fades. God doesn't desire just to consume a portion. But just like when Elijah, or Elisha rather, called down fire from heaven to consume the altar, there was water poured around. God consumed it all. Not even the elements that would normally stop fire could stop it. Because it was the consumption of an all-consuming fire. If we're obedient, if we seek God's will for our lives, 
He can be that all-consuming fire. If the music would come today. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The flip side of that is destructive in nature. There were those that chose to rebel against God. There were those that chose to go against the man of God. Scripture gives us accounts of the very earth opening up to consume those who defied the Spirit of God themselves. In the very end of this life, when God returns for His people, we're going to be consumed by something. You got a choice today. You can choose to be consumed by the Spirit of the Almighty. His Spirit, His nature, His love, His embrace. But in the end, it'll be destruction and judgment. We don't like to hear that. We don't like to say that. But he gave us a way of escape. Today, if you've not taken that way of escape, if you've not repented of your sins, if you've not laid them on the altar and let God consume them, if you've not been buried in the precious name of Jesus Christ, and if you've not been filled with that same all-consuming fire, that spirit, you can be filled today. It's for all people. To the ends of the earth, the scripture says. Do you want to be consumed today? I I can't make up your mind for you today. I can only ask you to come. But I don't want you to come if you don't want to be consumed. If you want to be acceptable to God, maybe you don't feel like it yet. I want you to come today. I don't know if you want to kneel. I don't know if you want to stand. I don't know if you want to lift your hands. Do what you're comfortable with. But would you come and let God consume you? Maybe you've been consumed by a spirit before. Maybe it's been a long time. But Paul instructed us on that to stir up the gift that is within. To allow ourselves to be consumed by him once again. Would you let him consume you today? Would you let the fire of his spirit wrap all around you?